Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut okay. up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy the episode. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> Oh, didn't see you there, Raven. <laughs> What's up, Campbell? <laughs> I fully turned around um, to do that. Yeah, because you're weird as shit. Yeah, what the? F- okay. Hey, Raven. Um, hey, listeners. Welcome back to Boozicals, um, the podcast. We get drunk and act a fool. We have not done that in like 20 episodes. So I thought I thought it could be fun to do it again, because what if people like, I realized that we don't say the name of our podcast enough until the very end. What if, well, like, we have new listeners... They're, they're, listen- they're watching, like, they're seeing it. What if we have new listeners who find some random episode, and then we just, like, don't really talk about it. We just are just, like, random... Ran- blah, 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 blah. Rambling. People could be confused, so... Boozicals. Tis us. Anyway, uh... How are you doing, Raven? I'm doing pretty great. I had a really great day. Um, it was a little stressful because I was just worried about getting everything done, but uh, I ended up getting able to, being able to get a nap in there. So um, couldn't have been that stressful. How about you, Campbell? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's uh, sun's finally back. I mean, it's going to rain tomorrow, um, but in Oregon, I mean, it's um, Oregon. So yeah, we uh, we are currently recording this March thirteenth, um, and yeah, that was I don't know. I miss the sun so much. <laughs> and I'll talk about it when we talk about music. Um, but I like, you know, did some errands today and a certain song came on the radio. And immediately I was like, oh, oh, yes, this this is what I need. Nice. Um, so with that, we have a very special guest Indeed with do. us today sitting next to me. Uh, welcome to the podcast named Boozables, Elisa. Hey, Elisa. What's up? Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Alisa here um, is in my graduate school cohort. And fun fact, um, she's in the middle of preparations for her master's defense, which she will defend um, in less than a week. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, Hopefully this will be a fun break for you. (laughs) This is my one day off in the last month. So it's worth it. Well, you should get to get drunk then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to make the most of the day off. Oh, 
It's going to be great. Um, so with that, Elisa, what music have you been listening to recently? I have not been listening to any music. <laughs> I hate music. I don't turn it on. Um, yeah. None. 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 Except what's on the radio. of podcast to be a part of this. I mean, I wholeheartedly support you, but just interesting choices. Yeah. When Alisa gives me a ride home sometimes from lab, um, because she lives further away, and I'm like, it's like an eight minute walk. I don't need a ride, but like if she's offering, sure. Um, get in the car, turn the car on, NPR. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I only listen to music if radio... If the, like NPR is too boring, or if they're playing like weird classical, international music, then I listen to Top Forty. Nice. So. That, that's my favorite. What part an of it. interesting dichotomy of listening yeah. choices. Yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> my favorite part of NPR though, is like I do the, for the classical news. music and the um, non-American music. Mm. Yeah, I do it for like. It's refreshing. This. <laughs> is bookworm have you mm. ever listened to yeah yeah solid the programming solid. wait wait don't tell me oh wait wait don't tell me is a good show that's, that's my favorite um this podcast is sponsored by npr just kidding it is not <laughs> we have no affiliations with npr um raven what have you been listening to i've been listening to like a bunch of different music uh just like various plays and stuff but I did also listen to Ed Sheeran a lot. Like, mm-hmm. like I, there were a couple times this week that, for the first time in a long time, I exclusively listened to Ed Sheeran. Like, I just throw on one of his albums, uh, specifically Dive or not Dive, uh, Division, because that's my favorite album of his. Divide, yeah, that's what. Divide, <laughs> is my favorite album of his. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've listened to a lot of that, and uh, I just I really love him. I think he's great. Neat. Yeah. Who are you, Campbell? Um, so I've been listening to a lot of different kind of music uh, this week, but what I want to highlight when I was running my errands today, um, the first song that came on the radio when like I finally like put my windows down, it was super sunny, was I Try by Macy Gray. And I <laughs> felt it. I I was like, okay. I'm feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. Okay this like belting it i was which is a weird way to phrase that sentence mm, um weird arrangement of words um but as like you know the sun was shining bright i was listening to macy gray and my body was like that's serotonin baby um <laughs> so i'm still riding that high i definitely felt that sunshine like Oh yeah, I was suffering from seasonal depression. Yeah, all of a the sudden I feel amazing. Um, it's it's really insane, and it's like really annoying as well. Um, because now I was like, oh, it's not you know seasonal depression; it's just regular depression. But I like the <laughs> ambiguity. I thought that was nice for me. Which is like such a big downer. Yeah, uh, major bummer. Indeed. I believe is the that is the term. technical sci- psychological <laughs> yeah. term for that. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So with that, Elisa, would you like to tell our dear, dear listeners what we watched and what we'll talk about and what we are drinking? Yes. So I chose Aristocats and Wines. we watched that. Um, I love cats. 
I've always been a big cat fan. And we already did cats slash you wouldn't have watched it. I have. No one should want to watch that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm more of a cute cat person. Instead of demonic. <laughs> demonic. <laughs> weirdly uh, humanoid. Yeah. Anyway. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Aristocats was like one of my favorite like kid movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Some good yeah. songs. As long as you don't listen too close. Oh, which we will talk about. Um, <laughs> my God. Um, but yeah. And yeah. What are we drinking? This is Creme de la Creme de la Elisa. <laughs> it's basically warm milk, spiced warm milk um, with some warm alcohol. Yeah. Bailey's and bourbon. Um which it smells delicious and uh some of my friends i was telling i was drinking this this weekend and were was very worried about you know drinking a bunch of milk so we are elisa and i at least um are used oat milk to make this see i actually have some like lactate free milk so i use that but then because i i don't really have i'm not really like lactose intolerant like i sometimes have a sensitivity but um i can drink and and you regularly have a glass of milk (laughs) <laughs> that you just lap a full, up just a, just a full like a cl- yeah that you lap up like a cat <laughs> maybe like 2am after um, uh, inspiring Millie Vanilli oh dear lord that's um, a singing in the rain reference go listen I, to that episode <laughs> I wanted it to be like a little creamier so I use like half uh, lactate free milk and then substitute the other half with just half and half and um, I'm very excited to taste Ooh, it thick drink okay let's try Indeed. it <laughs> thick cheers cheers smells so good oh this is so good oh that's so good mm. see it's it's also funny at least and i were talking about while we were making it um Ooh. how it has to be the night it's so funny that it's a nice day that we're having this if it was like a day later when the rain and the cold and the depression was back um it would have been very comforting but this is delicious mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like on a cold stormy day this is all i want right i'm going to make this again this this is my go now. This is my go to cold day beverage. Yeah. This is so good, right? And you just really get like the flavor of like the bourbon yeah. and like you don't really a t- little bit of Bailey's. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, you told me a certain amount to add, and I added more. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that, Elisa. It's like the warmth of the alcohol. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, uh, I could drink this whole glass. I like, I kind of want to doubt it. But we do have a limited supply. We could always make more. Yeah. It's, it can also make itself while yeah. we talk. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Whew. That's very tasty. I love that. Okay, so Aristocats. Aristocats, um, Disney animated film, came out in mm-hmm. 1970. Um, it was actually the first uh, Disney film to come out after Walt Disney died. Um, originally, it was supposed to be... Uh, well, it's based on uh, the story um, by Tom uh, McGowan and Tom Rowe. So originally, this was supposed to be like a two-part like live-action kind of oh, thing. Interesting. Um, but then Walt Disney did think it would be better... Um, what he wanted for that would be better if it was animated. Um, so it takes the scene is France, 1910. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about 
um, these cats who are owned by a former um, retired opera diva star. Mm-hmm. Um, diva is the technical term. Yeah. The, <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and just kind of their lives in the higher feline society. Mm-hmm. The social elites. Yes. Take that, liberal elites. Um, <laughs> and this was also, um, yeah, the 20th animated film um, by Walt Disney. Disney company. Um, and it came out, I think, in, I think like Christmas Eve um, in 1970. Just as like kind of a brief background. Hmm. I wouldn't call nice. it a Christmas movie. <laughs> no. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, let's get into it because we start with um, a song, uh, The Aristocats. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really like about like this, the opening credits for this um, is the animation style because it's very like watercolor background with just like the sketch of like yeah. the the line work of um, the characters of the cats playing and yeah yeah that was pretty cool something I thought was interesting about this so the singer for this song is um, I believe his name is Maurice Chevalier mm-hmm. um, and he was actually at the time that they were creating this movie he was actually retired and they like brought him back specifically to perform this song which I yeah. was really cool and this was actually his last like performance in like in a film or like media and stuff mm-hmm. like before he died in uh, I think 1972 it was yeah um, but yeah, this song is very much, it was like, um, which pant- pets are the fanciest? Let <laughs> yeah. me tell you. Um, and it's like, it's the on Aristocats. A, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, some of the lyrics, um, which pets are blessed with the fairest forms and faces, which pets known best, all the gentle social graces, um, which pets live on cream and loving fats, uh, <laughs> natural malt. The Aristocats. Yeah. Um, I love that. Naturellement. <laughs> I mean, of course. Um, and then... Um, but of course. And the song is very, um, very, you know, like French, um, a very yeah. accordion heavy song. And then the latter part of the song is in French. Yeah. Um, well, so like to do that, um, so the, uh, I mean, I, I was kind of going to bring this up at the end, but it makes sense to bring it up here too. Um the instrumental composer for the movie like he actually specifically added like um it's an instrument called the musette uh which is sort of like an accordion like instrument like it has some of that like same sound mm-hmm. um but it's it's an almost exclusively like french instrument like you hear it a lot in french music mm-hmm. um it's originated from france and like that's kind of what gives it like that very like the whenever you think about like that typical like music uh, or like associated with France, like it's that instrument. Like mm-hmm. he incorporated a lot of that within the music to kind of give it that feel, especially within uh, like the music around the scene. And accordions and instruments like that are super cool because uh, the different like I guess like families of instruments because you got your like wind instruments, your brass instruments, uh, no mm-hmm. brass or wind instruments, wind instruments, string instruments, percussion instruments, and there's like fun combinations of the two. Like yeah. pianos are percussion and string instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, accordions are like wind and percussion instruments. Like there's reeds in it. Yeah. Which is super cool. It's like a weird kind of crossover. Um, and like, uh, episode that probably came out before this, um, 
uh, Raven and I played the melodica together yeah. um, with Cullen and like the same similar properties. It's, it's a percussion very instrument. Interesting instrument. Yeah, it's a percussion instrument that's played through wind, air. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. And um, it, yeah, it's, it's really cool, like, the different ways that you can... Even even back then, before they had, like, a lot of... Well, I mean, this is 1910, so it's not, like, super, like, far back. Um, but even before they had, like, a lot of technologies we have today for, like, electronic instruments, it's really interesting the way they were able to just manipulate basic concepts of, like, mechanics and, like, physics to be able to create all these different sounds, like pipe organs and stuff like that. It's, like, honestly, pipe, really cool Pipe organs... I think are the some of the coolest feats of engineering that right? we have. Um, I like it's. I learned about like a good amount of this stuff. Um, the only elective I had time to take in undergrad um, in engineering was it still had to be like a math or science based elective. But there was one in the physics department called the physics of sound and music. Mm -hmm. um, and the like final project we had to like describe the physics and do calculations and stuff like that on like an instrument. Mm -hmm. um, so I did on the bassoon and like went into the history and stuff like that. Um, and it's, that shit is cool. It's, it's so really cool. fascinating. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So after, after we get through the opening credits, we see a scene of, um, our main characters kind of like riding through the city, um, in a little, uh, carriage. Mm -hmm. It's not technically a carriage. It's a different thing, but similar. Um, Why is so it not a carriage? Um, I believe a carriage is specifically covered. Um, this is an open... It, it, it could be called like an open carriage, but there, there's like a word for it. Ooh, I think gotcha. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, listeners, uh, oh. <laughs> email us at booskulls at gmail.com if you know the name for this, or email us um, at Raven's personal email... <laughs> if you have the answer to this, uh, you yeah. can you can bleep out that email. Well, I, I almost care. I almost read out your phone number. Um, yeah, so we see our main characters riding through the city. So we're introduced. My to... first thought: What a nice hat for a horse! <laughs> right? I, I, yeah, I was just like, what a nice for name! For I love her name. Yes. Yeah. All, all in all, I just like, huh? What a nice hat! <laughs> um, yeah. So we're introduced to Madame, who is. The owner of our main character's cats. Um, mm -hmm. We are introduced to Duchess. She's voiced by um, Hermione uh, Badalay. Um, and Madame, uh, first name for the character is Adelaide. I mm -hmm. love the name Adelaide. I love that name so much. So much. Um, also, she is so just kind and loving in this movie. Yeah. And I love it. So maybe it makes a lot of sense, especially, you know, the, like the more you see the cats, like throughout the story and like Duchess's manner and stuff like that. Um, but it's just like, I love it. Cause I feel like so often, um, not so often, but a lot of times, like whenever you see like an old rich, like living alone woman, like she's not, Kindly, I remember <laughs> <No. laughs> just thinking of like Cinderella's stepmother as like the main you know example of that. Um, but I, I love how she's just like a truly kind and loving person, and she really loves her cats so much. Yeah, and, and she, she's she's also like happy. Like yeah, yeah, she's single and old and has cats, but she's like happy and fulfilled. She's and not she's some had a good life. sad and old woman. Incredibly wealthy. That's mm. this is. 
the question I have. She was an opera singer, not an opera watcher. How is she so wealthy? She was she an opera be... singer from in the 1800s. Yeah, but I still think in there's France. a difference between the performers and then those people who are wealthy enough to go do opera performance. Well, I think, I I think, think so there are. Like, there she's are not an aristocrat. Elite. I think she would have been like one of the... Uh, <laughs> she is not a cat. <laughs> Correct. Nailing it. Um, but I think she would... I mean... If you think about music performers and, you know, their acquirement of wealth and things like that, um, in the 18, yes, um, (laughs) in the 1800s, what was the music of the times um, for like those kinds of shows and um, productions and things like that? Also, so yeah, so I, I, like there are, there would have been like artists and musicians, like opera singers that would certainly would not have ended up that wealthy. Um, But especially like if you were sort of the the top of your not class but more or less the top of your class um in that like in that art at the time then you would also be likely to be invited by like royalty to like perform and stuff like that you perform in the castle stuff like that so i think if she was like the most famous opera singer of her time it makes sense for her to be that wealthy yeah yeah but not necessarily she'd still she be like, invited to perform not like invited as like but come to dinner at my castle. I, I no, I think it would be both. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I just well, I, I think of it in she's the same still way. not an aristocrat. I think of it in the same way as like if the president invited like Yo Yo Ma to the White House, he would invite him to perform, but also to like be a guest there. And I'm I don't think Yo Yo Ma has been. I yes, thought. many yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that there were more formal differences between people in different classes, especially then. Mm-hmm. And like you had aristocrats who got oh, their position. I will say her money didn't just come from opera. When yeah. um, her attorney is talking about how to divide up her estate and the different like bonds and stocks and things like that. Yes. I think, I think that... It it appears that she is independently wealthy, not just from her opera career. Yeah, so maybe she just did opera on the side. On the side, yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Of course, yeah. Naturellement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, but Hermione Badele, she's been in like a bunch of episodes of Maude. She was Auntie Shrew in The Secret of Nim. Oh. Um, have you seen the secret? I okay. don't know it's what that, that is. It's that movie, like, terrified me. Animated movie. But she was also Ellen the Maid uh, in Mary Poppins, which was fun. Because ah, I loved okay. her. Um, yeah, so then we're introduced. I'll, I'll list the characters, and then, Campbell, you can go through and say their voice actors. Sounds good. Because uh, basically all of them, except one, are in this uh, scene. Um, yeah, so then we're introduced to Duchess, uh, the mama cat, uh, the her three kittens, Toulouse, Berlioz, and Marie. Um, the horse Fru-Fru and the butler Edgar. Yes. Okay. So, um, Duchess, Mama Cat, um, played by, uh, uh, Eva Gabor. Um, she was also Miss Bianca in the Rescuers Disney movies. Um, I... That, interesting. Love... There's a lot of interconnection between the voice actors and the composers of this movie, but continue. Yeah. And then she was also in a bunch of uh, episodes of Green Acres, um... Uh, her singing voice, however, was uh, Roby Lester, um, who played Miss Jessica slash Mrs. Claus in that like original claymation, um, Santa and Claus is coming voice. to town. Oh yes. my gosh. 
Oops. It's like, and we'll talk about it. Uh, and she was also the singing voice for Miss Bianca in mm -hmm. the Rescuers movies. Um, and it, we'll talk about it later uh, when she's singing. But there's like some songs that were like cut uh, from development or from the yeah. film, which is a real shame. Um, and then we have, um, yeah, Berlioz, the uh, black cat played by Dean Clark. Um, this was pretty much like his credit. Um, mm -hmm. and they did a really good job. He was eight at the time when this came out. Um, oh, Marie, uh, the sister cat, Liz English. Um, then we have uh, Toulouse, uh, Gary. Oh, Toulouse. Yeah, Devin. Um, he was in like a bunch of episodes of The Partridge Family. Uh, he was in Jaws 2, things like that. But what I think is cool about the names of the cats, um, Berlioz um, named after... Um, I was going to ask about those names. Yeah, I figured it was like some classical music. Yeah, Berlioz, uh, Hector Berlioz, uh, which was a French composer and conductor. Uh, Toulouse, um, Hard de Toulouse, uh, Lontrec, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> I, my apologies, but he was a French, um, in the 19th century, a French artist, did a lot of things. He's credited, um, he was commissioned to make a bunch of posters mm -hmm. for Moulin Rouge. Oh. So the ones, the like classic ones you see, yeah. that was him. That's really cool. So then that like goes on, Berlioz plays the piano and um, Yeah, and he's the painter. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And then what about Marie? Marie. Um, mm, uh, I think oh. like off like Marie Antoinette. Um, just Marie is just a Just common name. French name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so these cat. Oh, uh, oh also the, the voice actors for Fru Fru and Edgar. Yes. Um, okay, so Fru Fru, um, there's Love two her. voices. The, uh, it's Nancy Culp as the speaking voice. Um, she was Jan Hathaway in the Beverly Hillbillies. Um, in the original Parent Trap, uh, she was one of the camp counselors. Um, the singing voice, Ruth Boozy. Um, she was the mama bear and the Berenstain bears, which Ugh. feels weird saying. It's the Berenstain. Berenstein. Apparently it never was. Nope. Um, she was a bunch of episodes of Sesame Street as like Ruthie. Um, and she was uh, in a bunch of episodes of Pound Puppies. And then Edgar um, was played by uh, Roddy Maud Roxby. And he had just like, you know, a few, few credits here and there. But yeah. this was like his main. His main thing, yeah. Um, only note from the scene. These cats are so cute. These cats like are Like when they're so just cute. like running all over Fru-Fru and like climbing all over it. They're just so adorable. And I love how uh, Duchess is always just like so refined, like sitting next to Madame. But like not in like a, not in like a asshole-ish way. Like not in like not a, I'm like better than you, but truly just way. like a, yeah, yeah. Truly just like a, I'm a lady, you know, I'm pretty. Not in like a, I'm better than you, you know, which I think is also very much Madame's type of um, air. Yes. Yeah. And the cats, the little ones, all have their own personalities that are obvious, yeah. like, straight off the bat. And they're, they're all, like, to be unique a, uh, There's supposed cute. to be four of them. Really? There was going to be a fourth cat named Waterloo. Huh. Um, but then they thought that was, like, too many, too many characters, like, <laughs> to fair. keep track of and stuff I like that. I think three is the perfect number. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, growing up, this was, like, one of my younger sister's, like, favorite, favorite movies growing up. And yeah. it was always fun because there's, like, three of us. 
Um, there's three of them. And two boys and one girl. Yeah, that's why we oh. love the Aristocats. That's why we love Animaniacs. And, like, personality-wise, we were able to, like, fit them to them Which as well. cat were you? I was Berlioz. I feel like you're Berlioz, yeah. Is that the painting one? No, that was the, the piano, piano one. That's, yeah, because your brother uh, is totally too loose. Wait. My, my oh, wait, brother that's the loose. black one. Yes, right. I was okay. the black one. Too loose was my brother. <laughs> the tabby, yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> that totally and then out. my sister, she's the lady. <laughs> Mary. And well, my sister's name is Mary. Be lady. So there's you can She's be a lot to learn. You can be whatever kind of lady you want to be, Elisa. You're right. <laughs> um, Listen, a man's talking. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, they arrive at Madame's estate, um, and we see so she's like telling Edgar, you know, like, you know, George Hocourt is coming by, like her lawyer is coming by later to help her settle her estate, like blah, blah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magoo over wait, here. Wait, okay, yeah, you, know, you, you do what so, you're doing because yeah. we're spend a lot of time on this character. Um, just r- real quick before we get into that scene, I really love how when they were leaving, uh, like they were walking to the house, Duchess was just like, oh, uh, I think it was Berlioz. She was like, Berlioz, like, what do you say to Furfru? And she was like, oh, he was like, oh, like, thank you for letting me come out. Like, just like, very polite, just like thanking her. Like obviously, like, they're friends. Like all of a sudden, they know each other, but still, just like instilling good manners in your children is always good practice, and I feel like it needs to be taught more. Uh, agreed. Uh, um, yeah, George Hocourt. Yeah, so he... I love this man. <laughs> it just makes me laugh thinking about him. Um, so he's played by uh, Charles Lane. Um, Fun fact, so he's been in like episodes of Bewitched, Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. but fun fact, he was the uh, Constable Locke in The Music Man. Huh. Which we already yeah. Yeah. went over. Yeah, that was, oh, that's a good movie. How is um, this man alive <laughs> and still practicing <laughs> law? Because at one point he says like, oh, I'm not as spry as when I was 80. And I'm like, so just a quick guesstimate. How old are you now? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Mr. Well, he says Ma- things like nincompoop and poppycock, which I just love. Deeply. But also, this was 1910, so it's not like... It's not like that was old slang at the time. Maybe just, he was, maybe he was like, words. it was the equivalent of him he was saying, hip. he was saying yeet. <laughs> <laughs> also, how does he get away with just, like, assaulting people? Hooking them with his cane? Oh, let, let's just go on. through it. Let's, let's, let's paint the scene. So he arrives uh, in his car... Um, and, you know, Edgar's trying to help him out. It's like, why don't we take the elevator? Um, and he was like, uh... The I, I, cage, poppycock. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I can use the stairs. No, you cannot, sir. <laughs> Almost falling down. So many times I have felt so bad <laughs> uh, for Edgar. And I will talk about it, um, how he... he there was a way smarter way to deal with all this. I agree. Um, oh, of course there yeah, was. Like, yeah. it's just, well, it just yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. it. Yeah. Um, but so he's like trying to walk up the stairs, keeps on falling back. Um, Edgar's trying to catch him. He like falls past, past him. Really strong suspenders Edgar has. He's <laughs> yeah. like falling back Quality. with his cane. Um, you like see his boxers, which is interesting because boxers weren't invented till 1925. Maybe they were okay. his underpants. Pushes glasses up nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah grabs the hook and like slingshots him onto his back yeah. where this like man is just trying to like scramble up the stairs with this 
older than like 90 year old man clawing at him because he wouldn't take a stupid elevator and then when he like arrives at madame's like bedroom or like waiting room sitting room um his pants will all fall down. he's just like so disheveled and <laughs> he does not get enough appreciation I agree. I feel like there were multiple points, including <laughs> this one, in the movie where I felt for him. Like, mm-hmm. you have a hard job and you're not necessarily appreciated enough on yeah. the day-to-day. Yeah, and then we see Adelaide posing with her cats in her furs and is looking great. Oh, my. And then when she just has Duchess just, like, in her arms. One, I wish... Raven, this is your future. Raven, this is your future. I hope you know this. <laughs> I want this. You're on your chaise so lounge. So bad. Uh, my chaise lounge. My sh- I, I will not say that. <laughs> um, yeah, and she... I love how... Uh, so, Berlioz starts playing Carmen um, on the record, on the gramophone, and she starts dancing with George Hocourt and I love how she's holding Duchess the entire time and Duchess <laughs> is just chilling in her arms yeah uh, amazing they're just two sentimental old fools was there a love connection there? oh what was the deal I uh, think for him have been in love I, I mean uh why I feel like there were could have been more um competent and reliable mm. lawyers yes she could have employed easily many but she's a he's a he's a long time friend if you know what i mean mm. oh my god was what she said yeah she definitely implied uh, that they boned they yeah yes boned. <laughs> um but yeah so we then we hear them discussing her estate um and she's like oh yeah i want to like talk about my will you know obviously i'm older like i just want to make sure like him settled, opening blah, the blah, pen blah. Like, take, twisting the I cap off, that. putting it on the bottom, twisting it back on. And then his, like, 20x magnifying glasses. <laughs> He's Mr. Magoo. <laughs> He's literally Mr. Magoo. Oh, my gosh. Side note, loved that cartoon. Um, yeah, so we hear them discussing her estate, um, and we kind of pan down to Edgar's, like, servant's quarters, where he's, like, you know, fixing up his uniform that's been destroyed um and yeah so we hear them talking and um she's like oh yeah you know like edgar's been such a great help and like he's such a great butler he served me so loyally for like so long and he's and uh george hellcourt is just like oh like do you want to like leave all of your estate and all of your um like various land holdings and stocks and bonds and all of your millions to edgar and she's like oh, of course not i will leave it to the cats and then after the cats into him so here's my problem with all this information edgar and i'm not suggesting this is what people should do but after adelaide dies kill the cats obviously oh, yeah. immediately obviously. after kill the cats then but there's then, no one looking for that like no again, one cares about again, the cats like, also no throw them is, into a river yeah why are you being so humane shipping them away yeah. Just kill he the cats. No Just kill them. He's obviously not that smart because he was counting oh, no. like how long cats would live. This, okay, this is the thing that bothers me. This is the thing that bothers me. So he's like, each cat will live 12 years and they each have nine lives, which is not really <laughs> true. Um, he's like, so that's four times 12 multiplied by nine times. And it's like, that's not how that math would work because Duchess obviously. is already at least a few years old. 
and the kittens are all presumably around the same age so they would all like yes they each live to 12 years but it's not like 12 sequential like you don't have to wait 48 years you have to wait like 24 like <laughs> you, you wait literally 30 seconds after Adelaide dies that's how long he would have to and wait. then you kill them then you or <laughs> you wait 12 years but less because Adelaide's not dead yet no and oh, then yeah. you kill the cat oh, so she's yeah, just gonna get new cats yeah somebody. she's just gonna get new you're cat. gonna kill her cat she's gonna get more cats and I leave them the that. money did not even consider that Daniel's so yeah he had that idea. Oh, good, good <laughs> on Daniel. Um, yeah, and I just I don't understand why. Because also, even if, like, I don't know what you expected the outcome of this particular scenario to be. Like, did you? You really still get think, the money. Like, did you really think that she'd be like, "Oh, I was going to leave my money to my, like my beloved cats, who are literally my whole life, who I wanted to give everything to because I love them so deeply." They're gone now, presumably dead. Um, screw that. I'll just give it to you. Like, no, no that's not how that conversation's going to go. And it's interesting. There was actually supposed to be, like, he was supposed to have, like, an evil partner in crime, um, a maid oh, named yeah. Elvira. Elmira? Elvira. Yeah. Elvira. Um, and they're, like, they were going to also, like, have a song um, to get an evil song yeah. that's kind of, like, <laughs> you know, romantic undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and glad. Yeah, and they cut it. You know, also. The money was supposed to be left to the cats to have a good life. So that would actually mean it would technically Edgar still gets go. the money. What the cats going to do? For the uh, cats. Excuse me, uh, servants. Uh, I may now want milk now. Cats yeah, don't talk. Edgar see, is living was, in the mansion. And that was the thing I thought. Look, I um, didn't think of killing the cats straight away. I thought mm. of just being their guardian. Just me? Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, when when she dies, they're cats. Like, they need someone to watch over them and to own them. So, like, even if the money is technically theirs, it's yours. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yours to provide. <laughs> So yeah, you and then a once nice they die, house. it's actually yours. Like I don't understand why this was ever an issue to him. It should <laughs> anyway. not have been. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. Not so a smart after, guy. so we see, yeah, we see him make this plan of like, mm, I'm gonna take these cats and kill them um, while she's still alive. Anyway, so then we kind of cut and we see um, Toulouse, Marie, and Berlioz like running in through their little kitty door and like mm-hmm. playing and stuff like that. Um, and I love how it's like when they first come in, I love um, all of their lines, like their interaction. I honestly think their interaction is some of the best sibling interaction in like a fictional story. Um, I, I think it's really good. And I think another one that should be a contender for that um, great um, praise that you have Raven would be David and Alexis in Schitt's Creek. Mm. I've never seen... I've been told to watch it multiple times. I haven't seen it yet. How have you not? David. Um, <laughs> David, you. Um, yeah, so, so when they're nice. first running in, she's like, oh, I get to go first. He's like, why do you get to go first? She's like, because I'm a lady. He's like, you're not a lady. You're nothing but a sister. And I was like, I feel that, girl. Like, I've never even had a brother, but I feel that. <laughs> then, <laughs> when they're when they're all like all like wrestling and just like roughhousing the way like, mm-hmm. you know, kittens and puppies and stuff like that do. Um... <laughs> she's like ladies do not start fights but they can finish them and i'm like yes bitch yeah and then toulouse um says he's like i'm gonna get big and tough i want to be an alley cat and he's like the (laughs) um, (laughs) noises which is really fun and really adorable to see amazing um 
and then I wrote down what a good mother. She's encouraging so many like arts and hobbies mm -hmm. and things like that. And just like, so, um, it's a good combination of supportive and, um, structured. I was going to say strict, yes. but I think structured is a better word. Structured is the better word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, Toulouse is like, get to your paints. And I remember as a kid, um, the animation that like really stuck with me, the animation of him mixing the paint colors together. I like it's always been so vivid in my mind. That was just mm -hmm. fun to watch again because it's been years since I've yeah. seen this movie. Um, yeah, and so so after he paints like a portrait of Edgar, <laughs> uh, we actually kind of pan down and see Edgar is preparing a sleeping draft for the cats. Um, and I mean, despite the fact that he's like literally drugging them, my biggest issue with this, he puts a criminal amount of vanilla extract in that cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like with the stuff that was going in there, can cats have that stuff? You're not even supposed to give cats milk. Yeah. Like cow's milk? Cats aren't, cats aren't really supposed to drink milk. Like, like, like a lot of young mammals, obviously, like like yeah, kittens. Because I don't know, I'm allergic drink, to cats. They drink I don't, I don't have their them. own mother's milk. They drink their not own other milk. animals' yeah. milk. But just like just like most mammals in the world, they drink milk when they're young. So like the kittens, maybe, but they would drink Duchess's milk. And then adult cats like should not be consuming cream or milk or any sort of lactose yeah. thing. Like roofied. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> seemed like enough sleeping pills to kill them. Yes, oh, yes also. for sure. And then they could have for like, sure. yeah, and they could have like disposed of that. And that's a, I don't know. It shouldn't be hard to kill cats. I, I timing I, is I, everything. Campbell, I'm a little concerned by how uh, I'm just saying. If you're going, you are. I mean, if <laughs> you're going to today. do it, it's yeah, it's fiction. It doesn't matter that's if you're fair. going to. If, I mean, there's small. Yeah, I'm not going to go more into it because I feel like that would be bad. <laughs> um, so yeah. then we get we into the song. We can confirm creme de la creme delicious. Oh, Edgar. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> the inspiration for this drink. Speaking of which, I'm going to pour myself some more. Um, so, oh, cheers. Are we, are we cheersing? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we missed. Um, are we talking about? When they drink the milk. Oh no, not yet. That's we're, later. Okay. Yeah, because we yeah we're doing right now. We're at scales and arpeggios. Yes, it's time for a music lesson. Mm. Oh right, indeed. Yeah, so we have Bullius um, playing the piano, um, and then Marie is singing. I love how he's like you know cracking all of his like little knuckles and stuff like that, and getting himself ready, and she's just like, uh, I'm ready, maestro. Like hurry the fuck up. I've <laughs> <laughs> got all fucking day. Yes, you do. You're a cat. <laughs> You've literally In nothing to do outside home. of this. Um, oh. every, and so we get to the song Scales and Arpeggios. And mm -hmm. I think the lyric that like definitely sticks to a lot of musicians. Um, every cultured music student knows you need to know your scales and arpeggios. All of music is just scales. Yes. All that and good, like you got to practice are like the two things you got to know. Mm -hmm. You have to know your scales. Yes. What's an arpeggio? It's like you want to... It's it's like um on a scale. I think it's like every third note it's, or it's, something. It's one three five eight. Yes, that's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so and, and yeah, so it's it's typically like when you're playing like on a piano, um, like the like a like the a chord, the c minor, like the c major chord, like what those chords are is typically the arpeggio. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fun, fun, fun song. Um, my sister had a solo for this song um, <laughs> in her middle school um, choir hmm. concert. Fun fact. That's really cool. But yeah, this is also the first... Well, this is kind of the first time we hear all of them sing, but this is the first time we hear Duchess sing. And mm-hmm. when she joins in, beautiful. Especially because like I, I love the... Um, juxtaposition of her voice and especially marie's voice because obviously marie's a child who's like still learning the arts and stuff like that and still practicing and duchess is older a little more fine more practice like she's been musically educated at this point and the verse that they're singing together on is basically saying like oh yeah you know like progress is, is not something that comes overnight like you have to practice you have to develop and grow um and eventually like if you continue that practice you continue that progress then like you'll be good like you'll be good at what you do if you just mm-hmm. stick to it and it's um, like the equivalence of like uh, a parent playing basketball with their young child and they dunk on them that is what yes. duchess is doing in this song and <laughs> yeah. i support it wholeheartedly like call cps <laughs> cat protection Some kids services. got schooled <laughs> Uh, love it. So then we see Edgar bring in the creme de la creme a la Edgar, uh, which is just just roofies for for cats for anyone. <laughs> no, 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 human, for anyone. <laughs> human he sleep, almost which, has some himself. He was like, "Oh, that could have been oh, bad." No, 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 that would. Sir, which is, which you are thing. a grown ass man. And these that's, are and tiny, tiny. How how much does a kitten weigh? Like average pounds. kitten, like. Yeah, like a couple pounds. Yeah. And Duchess seems like Duchess doesn't seem like a particularly large cat. So even she would maybe be like ten. Yeah, ten pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing is like if this would be dangerous for you, you look sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also I was a dangerous curious. to have a spoonful? Yeah. Like they're drinking bowlfuls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're introduced to um their friends, um, Roquefort. Um, mm-hmm. The Mouse, um, voiced by Sterling Holloway, um, who also voiced Winnie the Pooh, Cheshire Cat. Um, he, in the 1946 version of Peter and the Wolf, he was like the narrator. Um, yeah, so he was like, oh, oh, it's, uh, hey, hey, kittens. How's hey, it going? What's up? It's like, oh, what you got there? It looks so good. Like, it looks uh, tasty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it looks like, oh, good for you, good for you. And then Duchess is like, or was it Duchess that was like... I think it was one of the kittens. It was like, it was like, oh, do you want some? And he was like, oh, if you insist. Hell yeah. <laughs> I also have to, to have this big ass cracker behind my back. Um, Very subtle. Yeah, so. Oh, gosh. Elise and I do have crackers, so I'm going to dip them in our drink. Yeah. Try it out. This looks so good as a kid. I mean, this tastes like... Oh, Ritz cracker dipped in milk. These crackers are so salty. And yeah. then... These are just normal, normal, normal Ritz. This is the weird combination. I don't think I'm into it. Well, Roquefort would disagree with you, Elisa. <laughs> like a biscuit would mm, be more. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Just well, that actually, that also makes sense because, like, he well, he calls it. He does call it a cracker, but like this is also France in the early 1900s, so it may have been like what he was eating may have been more like a cookie by our terms than a, yeah. a true cracker. It did look like a cracker though. It That's is. true. Yeah. It looked sorry. It looked like a Ritz. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um okay, so yeah, Roquefort like joins in, eats some, 
Um, so it's like walking back, and then everyone's just he's like, like, "I'm gonna get another cracker." Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Um, and pass the fuck out. Yes. And then all um, the cats, supposedly. Here's a question that I have. So if they go to sleep at this point, were they then carried to bed? Was it not weird that all the cats fell asleep at the same that's, time around their food? I thought that's what so I was too. Like, how too. did Madame not know? She wakes up in the night and she didn't know her bed. Her cats didn't go to bed. Yeah, I because, yeah. So because I thought, also it's yeah. not like it didn't seem like it was like late evening when he did when he first did this like it's like i mean granted obviously they could like time skipped but it didn't seem like that late in the day where they were doing this based on when they started like their music and painting practice and stuff like that um so it just like i was really confused as to like the time frame and like when she would have gone to bed and how she was not aware that they were not there i assume this was their dinner but still like if you feed yeah. your cat at 6 p.m she's also really old yeah, but she seems pretty aware. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like questions that we don't have answers to. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, so then we see Edgar like sneaking them out of the city. He brings them out of a basket. Um, I love how, okay. So he's like sneaking through the courtyard or whatever. And he's and, like, so kinda, like, worried turns... about the noise he's making. Yeah, and he like turns around and is like watching behind him. I guess. Um, and then he bumps into a branch and I guess like thinks it's a gun or whatever. And so like throws his hands up and it's just like, also, I'm confused he leaves, he was. leaves the fucking door open. Mm-hmm. He leaves the door no, I'm open. With you. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yo, you are correct. Like, so you have like one job, which is kill the cat, the kill these cats. <laughs> <laughs> ensuring the safety and uh, management of the estate. And yeah, you... these these drugged out, hallucinating, soon to be <laughs> jellical cats. Oh my gosh! Oh yikes! Um... And he got such a cute little basket for them. Yeah, like right? if somebody saw him, what is he gonna say? Is in the basket a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Make also, it look like... like something else. Also, my thing is, like, because, again, he doesn't seem, he clearly doesn't seem to care about these cats at all. So I'm like, why did you take the time to, like, lay them nicely? Like, if you're going to kill them or, like, throw them away anyway? Like, because later on, he just scoops them up in a sack. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that this time? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just very, like, ceremonial for him. That's fair. But just, I feel like almost creepier uh oh, yeah, yeah so yeah so he's uh he's got this little like motorbike with a sidecar that he mm. places them in it's so loud he's like being so it's careful and, and constantly it's like this is what you should be worried worried right. about right um yeah so then we see him like driving out uh through the city and out into the countryside um and we see him passing this uh supposed like small like maybe farm or a small manor or something like that um and we see these two uh, presumably hunting like hound dogs out in the yard napoleon and lafayette yeah napoleon played <laughs> i by, love these dogs uh, so goddamn Pat much Buttram, who was also um a lot of these um characters were also in like that robin hood movie that like created furries from our generation which is funny because also pretty much all of the people involved with the music of this film were also on robin hood that is fun. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so we have Pat Buttram who played Napoleon. Um, he was the sheriff of Nottingham. Um, he was chief in The Fox and the Hound. Um, and he was one of the bullets in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And then we have mm-hmm. George Lindsay who played Lafayette. 
Um, he was one of the vultures in Robin Hood. He was Rabbit in The Rescuers. Um, and he was in like a shit ton of episodes of The Andy Griffin Show. Yeah, which I love The Andy Griffin right, Show. He, he was Goober. Yeah. Yeah, so we have these we these hounds, um, I guess, on watch. Yeah. The question I have about these dogs, were there... Yes. They were going to eat that man. <laughs> yes. Uh, or at least, they? like, or at least gnaw on him a little bit, yeah. They, they were going to eat him. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, yes. They were, like, trying no, to get sure. a good bite out of him. He was, like, chomping on the legs. Because, because also, when they you were, say... Like, I thought that was just... What were they doing? No, I think they were trying to eat him. I yeah, because like because because also like Lafayette. Yeah, no, they do like chasing. But when Lafayette, when Napoleon's just like, oh, you'll take this part, and I'll take like the back part or whatever. Lafayette's just like, oh, you always get the tender bits, and, which I assume is referring to his backside. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and he does shocked. try to take a bite out of it. These 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 dogs. <laughs> We're going to eat this man. I do not think so. I think I'm, I, I full. I wholeheartedly I'm so. Okay, so you know our podcast one should be the only vote, um, but it's still <laughs> two against one. So conclusion: yeah. these dogs have been fed human meat before. <laughs> they are so they have blood. some like cannibal owners that use them to hunt people instead. I would of, think like, so. Dogs. The most dangerous game. Because- because also, also Man. Napoleon, Napoleon, granted, he is like, he seems to be um, some, some form of hound dog, um, and which are, you know, like very good with like hearing and, and sniffing out scents and like that. He's but so he good is like, hearing. he is scary. Like the fact that he knows, like, cause he, he it's not just, model. it's not just like, oh, cause like normally hunting dogs when they're good at hearing, it's like, oh, there's a small animal like in the brush over there he like but he knows these details about human vehicles and mm-hmm. like shoes, human shoes and yeah so mm, yeah yeah they've eaten people before oh yeah okay For sure. it's canon okay. it's you canon. convinced me <laughs> nice. the interesting part is like the whole bit with the dogs is almost like a side story that oh yeah isn't even like necessary oh no but it's hilarious it's just it's just some good, it old, good good old animal humor which like and it's I a thought... good chunk of the movie or these dogs these dogs they are made a bit like they they take up a big chunk of screen time for not mm. actually being important to the story in any way yeah <laughs> oh yeah but they're hilarious <laughs> absolutely they're yeah hilarious. yeah and they um, like mess with edgar oh my so. god also i love this so much edgar should have died so many times in this movie yes oh oh that for sure that's not even a question life. Um, also, when he, he, he was splits. mauled by these dogs, doing the splits, um, you know, Mary Poppins also, in the air. Something that, something that bothers me. So at one point when is it under the Nap- bridge? No, but that, that does bother me. That's not the that thing. Um, when Napoleon and Lafayette are like in, on the motorbike in the sidecar and they hit the tree and the two get separated, Lafayette goes off to the side in the sidecar, somehow whips it around in a one eighty and then accelerates out of the turn. And I'm like, sidecars don't have motors. <laughs> sir <laughs> also neither do they have steering capability. you know what i guess he's just built different <laughs> raven yeah i mean obviously that wasn't real but it was funny um yeah, yeah when they, they were doing when they were doing the circles like out of the river or, or on the bridge i'm like um no <laughs> and what a sturdy vehicle like it does like fall right? apart but it still works yeah 
Like he's still able to just drive the motorbike afterwards multiple times. Yeah, he drives it home and yeah. then takes it out and again, of the trip. Windmill, very strong suspenders. Also, he just pummels through a stone wall. <laughs> Just pushes it out of the way. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it doesn't make in this entire scene, they just threw the laws of physics out the window, which is fine, but it's animated. That happens. No. Um, it's funny. Oh, and during all yeah. this, the, the cats are just like strown about by the river. They're sleeping, oh, yeah. 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 They, they just, the basket just gets thrown all kinds of, uh, all, all everywhere. Um, yeah, so then we see Edgar makes us like, hightails it back to town like back to the house um and then we see the cats like waking up uh or like we kind of like cut to i think the morning when they're waking up um and so duchess wakes up first and she's like looking around for her children um she finds marie and then she's like searching for berlioz and this image it's like so sad but so cute the image of berlioz like wading out of the river always gets me because it's just like I there's gee i'm cold and wet hyphen poor baby right because it's it's so cute but it's also just like oh <laughs> yeah um yeah and so can we and then, say duchess is great in a crisis oh mm-hmm. yeah she's she's immediately okay. just like she's like hey berlioz like where are you everything's fine don't freak out just like let me know like we're here mm-hmm. i'm here for you you know yeah. and then the other cats Toulouse is just still sleeping uh-huh. <laughs> uh marie <laughs> was like stuck in like the plant yeah Oh, but importantly, so earlier when he first drugged the cats, we did see that he like lifted up the curtain over the basket and Toulouse like sleepily kind of like saw him. Because then when he woke up, he was just like, oh, I had this like weird fever dream and like Edgar was there and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, this, like, the, it wasn't a dream. It was real. Edgar did this. And then they just, no one believes him. Yeah. And so, like, it gets really stormy. They're scared that under the bridge. And then we cut to back at the mansion. Adelaide wakes up. She's just, like, mm-hmm. has a horrible dream that something, like, the cats went missing or whatever. She goes to, like, check on them. Um, she's like, it is a scary night. Cats aren't there. Yeah. Distraught. Yeah. Uh, Roquefort wakes up. Gets his good old deer stalker on. <laughs> and we are now transitioning to the Great Mouse Detective. Yes, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education, leading them to success in school, and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. Yeah, so then we kind of, uh, so she's like freaking out. She's like, we have to find them, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and 
we see, um, then we kind of cut back um, to, again, like, Dutch is kind of, like, trying to take care. Oh, this is when it cuts to the morning. Yeah. Um, and it's no longer raining. Like, Duchess is, like, you know, with her children, trying to, like, get everything together and stuff. Um, and we see, hopping down the bunny trail, <laughs> the cat drags in Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley the Alley Cat. Yes. Uh, full name, Abraham DeLacy Giuseppe Casey Thomas O'Malley. Yes. His names Love cover cat. all of Europe. Um, play... This cat radiates sexual energy in a way that I'm not comfortable with. Um, Raven, I would so strongly disagree with you. Um, this, I think this is on you. Um, please keep this in. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Tom Somali, the alley cat, uh, played by Phil Harris. And, like, the, his design was based off of Phil Harris. He's voiced a bunch of other Disney stuff. He was Baloo in The Jungle Book. And he was also Little John in Robin Hood. Can I just say, when they wake up and it's the morning, like, when Thomas O'Malley comes, it's, like, beautiful. It's, like, countryside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the French countryside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, worst places to be. Exactly. Yeah, so we get into the song Thomas O'Malley cat um he just kind of like announced really just says his name a bunch of times he's a free yeah. cat um he like he only has himself he goes where he wants um it's yeah. a fun song it's a fun song he's he's yeah. just strutting about um sees duchess and he's like oh, he's I'm, like Ooh. he's like oh time to do a number time to put it on a show and she is into it and she mm-hmm. is into it she's loving it yeah she's just a single mother of three looking Mm -hmm. for love just looking for love um and i love when he discovers the girl like so he's like flirting with her and like you know dropping like flower petals all over her and stuff like that um and he's like yeah you know like i can take you away on a magic carpet just us two and then i think like uh marie like comes out she's like oh my god that's so romantic and he's like oh do i have eyes like sapphires four five and she's just like mm, yeah is that a problem <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah she like asks us like can you show us the way to paris yeah um so he's like showing the way um he's like yeah it's that way but then he feels bad he's like what am i doing i'm gonna I'm catch you a rat he's like uh i'm a cat not a rat um, i didn't understand that <laughs> oh as in like he's not like a bad guy like rats are bad guys yes oh, okay i mean he's a cat so yeah I guess. Um, and so he, um, so to solve this problem, he does get a magic carpet ride. And they're like, wait in the bushes over there. There's this car coming along. And then he fully goes buck wild. <laughs> he goes full on feral ass cat. <laughs> yeah. The way they animate him when he's doing that is oh, yeah. so different. Mm-hmm. It's like he looks like a completely different cat. Oh, he's it's just jarring. like wild. Oh, for sure. Imagine you're just driving like in the middle of nowhere, some country road, and then that it's so directed. It's not like, oh, you scared a cat. Yeah, <laughs> this cat attacked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that should attacked out a full ass car, <laughs> and it stops, and then he like runs away, and then um, the driver has to uh, crank the car back up to start it. Yeah, um, and he was like, he was like, here's thing. your carpet, and they like go into the trunk of, car- of the car. Um, and he was like, okay, have a good one. Yeah. Leaves. Marie falls. Um, and then um, Tom picks her up. Um, the car's already moving. 
saves her and is like, well, I might as well go as well. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty stand-up cat. He really he's, is. He's a, he's, he's a good guy, yeah. Um, and yeah, and so we kind of we cut back well, to... Well, I was going to say that okay. uh, 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 Dutch is just like, yeah, we really have to get back to our owner. Um, oh, and yeah. this is where Tom is just like, oh, humans don't, you're just her pets. Humans don't like really care about And she's you. like, no, no, no. You it was like, understand. you don't understand. And I think at this point, there were a couple songs that were cut. Um, yeah. one of them, um, was going to be sung by uh, Duchess called she, uh, she never felt alone. And I think, I think, I mean, I don't know what it's about, but I would assume it would be kind of about her. I think it was basically owner. like, cause what she was saying, like the lines that she said during this scene um when i noticed that they rhymed and I, I haven't looked up what that song was but i'm wondering if like they took some of the lines like from the song mm-hmm. um but yeah it was basically saying like we like basically she like brought us into her life and like we kind of like are her everything right now like she like loves us like a lot and like she like we are what keep her from feeling alone and being alone with like her estate and all like yeah she's like rich and like wealthy and stuff like that but like she still wants companionship yeah you know? um yeah. and then um yeah and then we like do cut back to the stables rope uh ropefort um comes mm-hmm. back been searching all night yeah for these cats talking to frou-frou for who's like how's it going did, did like she, everyone's so upset and yeah. then we see the happiest man in the world edgar his bitch ass <laughs> comes, comes in. striding in with the newspaper um yeah uh, the police are like are calling him a genius um and he's like frufu can you confess an office crimes yeah to the of, of course you can and at this point i'm like frufu fucking murk him <laughs> drop his uh, ass right there drop there. his ass you're a horse and he is a bitch <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he basically, like, is just, like, bragging about how he was the one who got rid of the cats, and, like, the police are calling whoever did, like, a genius, and blah, 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 and he's like, yeah, and, like, I was so smart about it, like, there's no way they'll ever connect me back to this crime, and then he remembers, oh, shit, I left my hat and my umbrella there, because, like, the dogs that he got mauled by, um, and so he's like, well, I have to go back and get them, and then, like, Roquefort is just like, well, I'm gonna follow you, because, like, you suck, and I'm gonna get the cats back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were back at the cats. Um, they're hungry, and uh, Tom Smalley has a magic trick. Um, they need to close their eyes, cross their hearts, and food will appear. And then it's a milk truck. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, but then the guy driving sees them like drinking all the milk, and he like is like, mm, "That's no bueno," uh, and stops the car uh, like very hard, um, and basically like runs them off, and it's just like get out of here you terrible cats and they're just like how could a human treat a a cat like a lady such as myself ever like that and he's just like oh yeah no humans kind of suck sometimes oh they garbage but also he was trying to sell that milk which is i understand i understand his motivations I just thought it was funny. Yeah. That they were just oh, like, yeah. how? Oh, yeah. What do you they mean? Were like, humans could never be so callous Oh, my and word. Cruel. Oh, my stars. Clutches pearls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are some privileged cats. The, cat, the Duchess wear jewelry. Yeah. Probably nicer than all the people they've come across. <laughs> just on this cat. 
for sure um yeah so then now they're like on foot like still making their way to paris um and they come across like train tracks and so they're like you know walking along the train tracks i love to lose Marie and Berlioz, their little their little train, the like, oh, they're just so cute, and they're like shuffling the little paws. Yeah, along, they're just playing train. Around. It's adorable. I love it. Uh, but then a real train comes along, mm-hmm. and so they all like kind of run down to below the tracks so that they can obviously not die. Um, and Marie falls off down into the river below. And then immediately, Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat, the stand-up guy that he is, father figure to these kittens' lives. Um, jumps into the water after him. Uh, and after it's, a, it's a pretty far fall. Yeah, and mm. so he like gets her. They're like in the river trying to stay afloat, and then Duchess is schmoving. Mm-hmm. She is. She's she's handling no. herself pretty well out here for a cat who yeah. grew up and in which, a very privileged life in the city. I okay. I think I didn't think she always did. Is what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. there's many times in this movie, they're like, oh, Duchess, you wouldn't know about this. And then she's like, you know, really like uh, dancing up a storm. She's great in a crisis. She knows where That's to go, true. what to do. Um, she is providing and she's like keeping like, well, with help of Thomas, like keeping these cats safe. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think maybe maybe she wasn't always an aristocrat. With... Interesting. Because take. she did take. have kids. Yeah, but Where's I their father? It was like a breeder <laughs> situation. Maybe. Another question: How does she have kids that are three different colors? Yeah, like two two different colors is very possible depending on the color of the father, but it is odd. Yeah, but they're fully like there's a fully white cool. one, a fully yeah. ginger one, and a fully black one. Yeah. I have no answer for you. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Alisa, I'm at a loss. <laughs> I'm just trying to do um, this podcast and now I'm feeling attacked. I just want their pedigree papers. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, so Tom he, he was gets... able to give Marie to Duchess. Mm-hmm. And so she gets her out of the water and he's now, he's like, oh no, I got this, like, I can handle myself, like, blah, blah. And See she's you like, downstream. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we quickly see that he has... Uh, he doesn't not have a plan, uh, but he certainly is not out of the woods. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, like, flying down the river, trying to, like... He ends up grabbing onto, like, a willow vine to try to, like, pull himself out. And then we see, making their way down the trail, the two gavel twins um and i love these are my favorite characters in this movie. oh i mean same here um <laughs> okay so we have uh abigail and amelia gavel they're two geese mm-hmm. um sisters um abigail's played by monica evans um and amelia's played by carol shelley fun fact this is their fourth movie to a uh, fourth work together oh that's cool so um they were both in the TV show and the movie, The Odd Couple, um, uh, Monica oh, played Cecily, and Carol Shelley played, uh, what was her name, Gwendolyn. Um, but also they were both in Robin Hood. Um, Abigail was Maid Marian, and Amelia was Lady Cluck. So oh. not only were they in the same movies and TV show together, but they were like They're always, always like they were like together. pairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that's really And cool. I don't know what it is. But the whenever any kind of goose 
swan duck mm-hmm. appears in these kinds of like music music related things. Um, double reed instruments are used uh, because it's very wop 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 is just how mm-hmm. they sound, and I love it yeah. so much. I love it so I love much. It too. Yeah. So they're 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 about coming about, and they're like, Think see tips. Thomas straight up drowning, and they're like, oh, let's give him some swimming tips. He's like, oh, it's like, oh, good, good. We'll worry about the form later. It's <laughs> just like yeah. this cat is full ass drowning. <laughs> Yeah, they, cut they, cut, they cut his life line. They cut the vine. And then just like, oh, you take... He was like, you take to the water like a fish. And I'm like, that's because he's, he's drowning. That's oh, and then, yeah. and then they were like, oh, wait a second. Do you know yep, think... Yep, no, we see this now. <laughs> okay, okay, let, let, let's go. And like, uh, after bottoms... <laughs> he stopped breathing. Oh, yeah. The and bubbles so... like, mm, definitely went away. Is he dying? I think it's like bottoms up. Mayhaps he is, dear sister. Bottoms up. (laughs) And and they just kind of look at each other and they're just like, "Mm, deeper. Like, this bitch drowned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's on the bottom of this fucking river. Um, And so, yeah, they then the rest of the cats come. They're like, oh, goodness. Like, thank goodness you're safe. Thank you for, like, the help. And he's just, like, wringing out his tail. He's like, yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The help. (laughs) He's pissed. It's like, just say hello. Hi, you chicks. Um, and like, then oh, we're not chickens, we're geese, of course. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were swan, I thought you were swans. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you flatter me so. Um, and yeah, they're on holiday from England. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, Oh, yeah, you, uh, we saved your husband here. He's like, Oh, um, mm. more or less, not husband. And they're like, Well, which is it? Are you a husband or not? And he's like, Well, I'm not. No. And then we see, <laughs> like in any, ev- no, no, every reality known to man, geese are mean. Geese are mean. Oh, yeah. Geese are rude. No, geese, geese are terrible animals. These geese are sweet. Oh, but you can They're tell. Like they immediately the start shit talking him. Oh, yeah, they don't have to talk about his weak chin. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> how, how does that benefit anyone? Yeah. Was, well, was... I, like, I do appreciate it. it comes from it was like, oh, I know exactly what kind of fucking cat this is. You stay away from these kids and this nice <laughs> cat woman. This beautiful young woman. Uh, how do cats even become married? Like, in what situation is he like, yes, I am her cat husband? They wear clothes. They have some <laughs> semblance of, you know, society and... They have an understanding of companionship and, and, uh, you know, lifelong commitment. Yeah, Yeah. so Madame has a little ceremony for them. Oh, yeah. I imagine it would be like in 101 Dalmatians when, like, they marry marry the dogs in 101 Dalmatians. You know, I feel like it would be something like that. Hmm. Um, So immediately they just start ripping his ass. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so funny. Um, And... There, and Duchess was like, no, no, no. He has saved us he's, time he's and time yeah. again. Please, like, no. That's that's not what this is. I like, I get it that that's not what this is. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And we're he's like to... helping us get back to Paris, and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, well, we're going to Paris. You should come with us. And then, and... yeah, they set up um, in you know formation. Um, Flying V by uh, Beyonce starts playing. <laughs> Okay, ladies. Um, yeah, and so then they tell him to think goose, um, and they just waddle on down the road like little geese. And they're so they're little waddles. They're so adorable. Um, so then, yeah, so then we they make it back to Paris in record time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at and... the, outside the Le Petit Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We, we meet their Uncle Waldo. Uncle Waldo. Who is a drunk? Bill Thompson. No, 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 no. Well, he... It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but they don't seem surprised. Although I I do have questions. That's the vibes I got. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, Uncle Waldo, uh, voiced by Bill Thompson. Um, He was also Mr. Smee from um, Peter Pan. Um, He was King Hubert, Sleeping Beauty. Um, He was the White Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, Yeah, he done a lot. So funny. I loved how good-spirited... Everyone was about this, like, super yeah. drunk. Well, they were messy fully, goose. yeah, fully about to be cooked. His yeah. goose was yeah. almost cooked. I know, I just, <laughs> like, here's my thing, here's my thing with that, here's my thing with that. So, he, he explains that the reason he's drunk is because he had been, like, he had gone to this restaurant or something, and they had taken him, they were preparing him for, like, a goose dish, where he's gonna be, like, stuffed with chestnuts and, like, marinated in, like, white wine, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my thing, though. One, he was still alive and still completely feathered. Like, his tail had lost its feathers. Um, but, like, you didn't... You don't marinate a live goose. You don't no, you didn't the, kill... These, or... these chefs were straight up getting a goose drunk. You know, as like, he was like, let's give him the inside. night of his life. Let's... Also, like, also, he was like, being an Englishman, I would have preferred sherry. And I'm like, sherry is terrible, sir. You should have preferred the white wine. Um... Yes. I think he probably went there to drink the wine, and then they caught him. (laughs) Basted, more like marinated. It was like, yes, uh, you're that uh, marinated goose. Duchess has like a... I think Duchess was not always an aristocrat. She seems like she she knows her way around. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because she does have her own like... Not sardonic, but certainly sarcastic sense of humor. I love the word sardonic. So then, yeah, so then they march off to escort their very drunk uncle home. Um, and they're just having their, like, shh, I love that. And he's just screaming. And it just they're reminds laughing. me of um, trying to walk they're home any drink, drunk person. Yeah, yeah, but, like, sure. in the most fun way. Like, happy drunk. So you're also drunk. But not as drunk as them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not. Like, not. Oh, shut up. It's amusing, not frustrating. Yeah. Like yes. they it's are not having the time of their life. They're on, they're on vacation. <laughs> it's it's their holiday. They're on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut over to Edgar, who is uh, quickly going to destroy the ev- or reclaim the evidence he has le- he has left behind of his involvement with the catnapping. Um, so we see that Roquefort tries to kind of tag along in his tail light, which is an interesting uh, tactic. My uh, immediate strategy. thought, there's a better place to hide. For sure. For I mean, sure. it worked out, but still. It did not, though, because he fell out. I He fell out, but it's better being falling out there than, like, the whole mess with the dogs. That That's mm-hmm. fair, actually. That's fair. Probably for the um, best. Yeah. The cats were already yeah. in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. so then we cut back over to the dogs who hear him, who, who now hear, like, Edgar, like, walking with his shoes. Um, and these dogs are living their best lives. They're just chilling, napping in the sidecar, yeah. just having the, grand old time. Um, Napoleon yeah. gets a hat because he's the leader. Control issues. Mm. Napoleon's oh, yeah. kind of <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then... Um, we see that Edgar like doesn't really want to like confront the dogs again, so instead he uses a fishing pole with a line 
to try to fish the hat. This dude off is one the with dogs. the shadows. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like, okay, I get that you didn't want to confront the dogs again, but like this is your plan? Like I just feel like there were better ways to do this, maybe? No. And what I don't understand, what did, what does he think happened to the cats? Well, I That's think his whole point. plan was to just drop them in the countryside. In the country. Okay. So he did that. Well, that, that was also something that confused me because I thought from the beginning his plan was to straight up kill the cats. And mm-hmm. so that's why I was like, why are you bothering with yeah. this nice ass That was the problem. He didn't kill any cats. Yeah. <laughs> and even his second plan, it, he wasn't killing them. He was just trying to get them far away. Yeah. 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 So we see the dogs um, fuck him all the way up again. Good. <laughs> I, yeah, think, so the, I, I think yeah so he like gets a bowler hat and like he gets like the umbrella and he's like hiding on the top of the like um haystack um mm-hmm. while everyone's like arguing and stuff um and at one point i think napoleon he's like listening out he was like it sounds like uh like a motorcycle or motorbike being driven by like a like a haystack. How do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> a one-wheeled haystack. A one-wheeled haystack. Like... Also, also the thing when when he was first describing the shoes, like he was like, oh, they're nine and a half with a hole in the left sole and blah blah Oxford. blah. Mm-hmm. And Lafayette is just like, oh, what color are they? And he's like, they're black. Wait, how would I know that? And I'm like, how did you know that? Because they are black. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also when he, yeah when he puts the shoes on, he's like, oh, I hear I hear the squeaking of shoes. You're fully wearing them. Yes. <laughs> like, if they could hear so well, they know you, that it's... You'd be able to hear the difference in distance. right under you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, do you not have a sense of touch, dog? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> because that so one concerned. wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, and so it was... Um, what was I going to say? Also, why'd you need the basket back? I think it's just yeah. evidence. Maybe but like, but it's, Madame but it's not would evidence. recognize it. But it's not evidence that specifically ties to him. Because, like, his hat and his umbrella, yeah. But the basket, to me, just, like, generally belonged to the house. So it's like, whoever kidnapped them, like, could have just grabbed the basket to carry them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the sidecar. But the sidecar. That's wild. Pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, no one was going to find that stuff. Because those dogs would just eat them. Yeah, no one was going. Like, it was... No one was gonna. No. Also, it's literally just a know. bowler hat and an umbrella. Like, it's like yeah. are these yours? It's like no, I have mine right here. You could just maybe they're it's embroidered like... with his name. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give him that. Um, DNA. Yeah. So then we cut back to the cats uh, who are making their way through Paris. It's just some and... fun cat roof walking. Indeed. And O'Malley's just like, oh, well, I should take you over to my pad um, <laughs> and we can, you know, party with some friends of mine. Um, so then we cut over to this, like, or not cut over, but like we go over to this basically like jazz club for cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty hopping. They're all, uh, they're all vibing. Led, led by know. his friend Scat Cat. Scat Cat. Who yep. originally was going to be voiced, like did start like the process with that by Louis Armstrong. Um, but he got sick. And, like, they had Ooh. to recast him. So instead, um, Scat Cat is voiced by Scatman Crothers, um, who's, like, you know, composer, songwriter, singer, um, actor, comedian. Some of the, like, uh, just a couple more credits, at least acting-wise, is he's been in. And, like, the original Transformers, like, TV show, he was jazz. Um, and he played um, a 
uh, George, uh, one of the Globetrotters on the Harlem Globetrotters TV show that would have crossovers with Scooby-Doo episodes, which were always my oh, favorite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I um, love Scat Cat. Yeah. He's a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and we're everybody back. wants to be a cat. Um, First true. of all, can confirm, yes. <laughs> if I agree. It, yeah, cats do seem like they do have the best lives. Yeah. I've always been a fan of this song even though i haven't seen this movie in like 10 years yes let's talk about that still Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god um explains the racist warning i at the beginning i literally at this moment this like as they were singing the song at this moment i had the thought like huh wait a second i was like i remember the warning at the beginning i was like what what in this movie is like that racist and offensive that they needed that like and then yeah, seconds, af- think seconds after seconds after I had that thought, it happened. It happened. Okay. Yeah. And I was um, just like, oh. Listeners, um, we don't want to talk about it a lot. Um, definitely going to acknowledge it because I mean it's you know ra- straight up racist and hurtful yeah. and harmful. Disney acknowledged it as they should have. Um, yeah, because this is a new thing Disney's been doing. I know Warner Brothers yeah. has always done this, as yeah. opposed to before, like, Disney, um, with, like, the racist-ass shit they did in Fantasia. They just edited oh it out. Gosh. They yeah. didn't do it with this. Instead, they have that warning. They did take it off on Disney+, Plus, like, the kids' listings. Mm-hmm. If it's just, like, kids only, Aristocats is not there. Yeah. Which is good, because these stereotypes are, I mean... This is what kids think, and, you know, racism is learned behavior, yeah. and this is what is being taught to these children. And what does makes it... Okay, and it's about the uh, character titled Chinese Cat, um, mm-hmm. horribly racist and offensive. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand, which, you know, with a lot of racist things, why it was necessary. Yeah, None of the he- other cats have, like, the Russian cat and the Italian cat. They don't have jokes about... I don't know, vodka and cannolis. Like, what and the yeah, fuck? They just kind of have accent and are, like, fun cat. Yeah, like, yes. you generally understand, like, oh, this cat is, like, from this sort of, like, you know, background or whatever. But, like, my thing is, like, one, the cat, th- that part didn't add anything to the song. They're literally just saying, like, Shanghai, Hong- like, they're literally just saying, like, things we associate with, Just, like, like random words. Yeah, yeah, just like random like city names and like random words and stuff like that. It's like like fortune it's cookies. Not, it's not entertaining. No, it's not funny. And why does well, it add anything of substance to us now? But I do think when this came out, people probably thought that it would have been funny. To some oh yeah, yeah. And it was a gag. Yeah, it, this yeah. came not out saying in, that's okay. in 1970. That is true. Yeah. Um, it's shocking. It's very weird. Like, and I think I think that's the thing. Is like. Is why, like, I mean, yes, I understand to some people at the time it would have been funny, but I think that's the thing that, like, it's so, it it doesn't feel like they were, they made an ignorant choice and said, like, oh, this would be funny to include. It sounds like they were like, you know what, we should do this, and they put it in. Like, yeah. it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, someone, someone thought of it, like, someone did it, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's funny, let's keep that. It sounded like they were like, we need, like, we should do this and yes. add it into yeah, the movie. Yeah, it wasn't like... like <laughs> unconscious racism like let's no, have this like, Asian an cat <laughs> it was like let's have it say all this crazy it's shit it's going to look like this it's going to act like this because this is how us as creators see this and it's like yeah. insane 
It's like an insane cat. All the other cats like act normal, and then there's just one Asian. All of cat. the white foreign cats it's are like, like yeah, crazy, wild. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, forgot yeah. about that part. Oh yeah, I because, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I because I thought that was like Lady and the Tramp. Like the, yeah, because that's, that's what I, I thought. The, those those character those cat characters were also very problematic. Um, mm-hmm. Which like like and it wasn't until like I I watched um, well now seeing this again and also like um, thinking about Lady and the Tramp. I remember as a kid. Um, just like also going back to like children watch these things and like racism is like learned behavior. I remember as a kid, I was like terrified of Siamese cats. Like I thought Siamese cats were like creepy and weird and I didn't like them. And a big part of that's because they were constantly like in animated animal films. They're constantly used as like basically being racist against against Chinese people. They're yes. often the villain. They're often purposely portrayed as like creepy and weird to depict like like xenophobia and like racism mm-hmm. against like Asian individuals. And I'm just, and like as a kid, like because of that, Siamese cats terrified me. Like yeah. I always mm-hmm. was like afraid of them. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you have kids, want to have kids, and it's like, yeah, you like this movie, you want them to see it, have that conversation with them. Why yeah. that is so terrible um, because of COVID right now, um, like discrimination and like assault and racism against like asian american people has gone up like 150 percent or something like that yeah it's insane um moving past that um so then we get into uh like like kind of duchess's part duchess's part of the song one where did that harp come from they have i mean they have full instruments on them yes these guys and it's amazing and she plays it so it does bother me because the sequence of notes she is animated playing is not the same as the ones you hear. I mean, same with that's that common. piano and that's common. Scales are arpeggios, and like also like all the cats are like dancing and stuff like that. Duchess, uh, she's she's been to her mm. share of oh yeah parties. Oh yeah. Oh, she was she was feeling she was herself. Feeling it. <laughs> Love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks. I just thought of it. Um, oh yeah, gosh. and then like her voice is just so so beautiful. Um, her voice reminds me a little bit of um, Marianne's in the Music Man. Like just that same quality yeah. to it. Yeah. And this part, like literally, everyone in the room is so soothed and enthralled yes. by her. She really like you know um, commands the room with her voice. Um, and then I love, uh, Scat Cats, uh, like lyrics, uh, ad-libbing because I mean, it's jazz music, just who doesn't love jazz music. Um, and, uh, the, what the phrase was, lyric was modulate and wait for me. Yeah. What a cool ass (laughs) lyric. I mean, the, the music of this movie in general is so good, but like, especially with this scene like the way they change it up multiple times because like it starts off with like the basic like everybody wants to be a cat and it goes to duchess's part and then like when they come back it's everyone wants to be a cat again but like it's like a fast like it's an even more like upbeat like up tempo mm-hmm. um like melody and it's just like it's, it's really cool the way they keep changing it up but it still all fits together yeah it's like the combination if you walk in the room you're like what's up party people and what's up cool cats it's that simultaneously <laughs> Um, yeah, so then, uh, that all ends, they end up putting, like, the kids to bed, and Duchess and O'Malley are flirting hard, they are feeling each other, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like, well, you know, like, the kids kind of need, like, a father figure, and she's like, I mean, you worried about that. 
I he I love how he was, and then when they get to it, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna miss you too, and I'm really gonna miss those kids. Like he like really yeah. means it. And then is it Berlioz that says, "Well, we almost had a father." Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikey! Uh... I did. Ga- I was like, <gasps> when I watched this at like midnight. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um... Yeah, so then we see, like, the kittens, like, also, like, yeah, they sneak out of bed and, like, listen and everything. Um, There's, like, they're playing footsies, but with tails. Yeah. They're so cute cute together. I guess. Don't, no, that's weird. Uh, (laughs) So then, yeah, so then the cats finally end up, like, making it home. Uh, We see the kittens, like, trying to run through the kitty door, um, but it's locked this time. And Roquefort is, like, trying to warn them, but they can't hear him, and they think he's just, like, waving. Um, So then... And Edgar's just relaxing. He's drinking champagne. He's living his best life. Adelaide's not dead yet. You still nope. He's still poor. you still have duties and responsibilities. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah. yeah. Which tells me if like, if you're doing that right now, maybe Adelaide doesn't care that the cats are gone. No, no, that he's like you know living it up. Maybe you could have just oh. be like that. That's true. Well, because also Adelaide is very kind to him, like. Like, Adelaide does seem to have, like, she seemed to have a good relationship with him before the whole cat thing. Because yeah. I, I remember, yeah. like, I, I was confused that he was like, oh, I'll just kidnap and, like, get rid of the cats. And I'm like, up until this point, I thought you had a very good relationship with your employer, but you're just comfortable just, like, destroying her one love in this life, in this world? Like, okay. Oh, and also, like, I mean, this we don't have to, like, really get into, like, you know, the uh, power differentials and with, like, employee and yeah. employer. Um, but... I mean, she's still leaving all of her stuff eventually to, to him. You. Yeah. Yeah, which is more than you think he would expect. Yeah. He's in line after the cast. And, like, I understand, I understand, like, oh, he got really excited because he thought she was leaving it to him. And then he found out she was leaving it to the cats first. But I'm just like, the fact that she even considered leaving it to you should amaze you. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Totally. I, don't know. I guess he yeah. just had to. Clean paint off that piano one too many times. <laughs> yeah, which, like, I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, and so yeah, we so then... see he, like, hears the meowing because the kitty door is locked. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. And then Rockford is they like, back. oh, my God, it's the cats. So he, like, goes to try and warn them. Yeah. Unsuccessfully. And, and then, then it looks like the cat him. is in the bag. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so uh, Adelaide, like, uh, right after he scoops them up, like, Adelaide's just like, oh, I thought I heard them, like, yep. blah, blah, blah. And Puts so he, like, them in the stashes oven. them in the oven. Um, and then Rokafort, like, goes and, like, Dutch is like, okay, you gotta find Thomas O'Malley. Like, he's gonna help us, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, so he, like, runs out and tries to go get him. Um, and O'Malley's just like, <laughs> I got this. I know some people. He's just like, go find these guys. They're going to back us up. And I'm just like, okay, sir. Uh, so then, yeah. So then he sends Roquefort to go get them. And my thing is like, Roquefort, I understand that you've just met this guy. Um, but you just came from talking to him. His name is not, you were screaming his name multiple times. So you know what it is. He's nervous. His name is He's not, scared. I just feel like it's not a hard name. And oh, it's, it's not. And how critical it is that he remember it. I just like, I, I get the emotions are running high, but like be better. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Can I just say that little mouse is probably the bravest character in this whole 
movie. Like he tries to save the cats. He goes in the Yeah. uh, he goes in the motorcycle. He goes into a group of alley cats and like tries to get their help. He's a mouse. No. While they're like threatening him the entire time. Um, oh, Tool, yeah. O'Brien, O'Grady, darn that O'Malley cat. Now, he's on the level. <laughs> like, oh, he's cool. Oh, yeah. he, he good. Um, and so then they're they like, okay, which way? Beat and he's the like, shit out of Edgar. Well, well, they like go back and they're chasing them. And there's this guy like drinking wine, like the middle of the day, respect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and he it's sees, Paris. Uh, it sees a, um, a herd of cats being chased by a mouse. And he's like... You know what? I need to lay off the booze. <laughs> Sobriety is a good choice for me. Uh, which, like, I feel like you could have you could have recorked the bottle. You didn't need to waste the wine, sir. But you know, to yeah. Your zone. Um. Yeah. Okay. And then we see uh, Edgar is going to send these cats to Timbuktu. Few things. One, they're just going to be dead cats in the trunk. Two, does really? not have the proper postage, sir. No. He doesn't need it. It's luggage. The people he called, they're supposed to pick up luggage. Ugh, Alisa. So it's like as though it goes with someone. Yeah. But no one else would be on the train. Gotcha. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's fair. Thomas O'Malley. should have a label. Oh, yeah, that's true. But like, he's trying to lose it. Yeah. Thomas O'Malley comes in. What would be more frightening to see than you see like a big ass street cat close a door and lock it <laughs> i would be terrified be like bro i i've done oh, fuck just like, up. just like oh oh i'm about to die yes <laughs> like, um and so you know, and the cat's freaking the shit out of locking him. the door is like fighting him and then frou-frou is just like oh fuck no hell yeah um, oh my gosh Oh, yeah, tries to, and then just fully has, like, you know, the sickle and the pitchfork, just trying to maul this cat. And I was like, this is what you should have started with, Edgar. Honestly, I don't know. Why did he do that to the Aristocats? I don't know. I truly don't know why he ever tried. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, Um, and then Fufu full-on kicks him. You should be down for the count. Um, Oh, yeah. Thomas, I think, like, throws, like, like, snaps, like, a bale of hay on his head. Hay is heavy. And dense. And dense. Your neck should have been broken. Yep. For Um, sure. And then he's like, finally gets the other door open. And then the alley cats come. And they're like, oh, we're going to fuck this dude. (laughs) We're going to fuck him right up. (laughs) Um, And then, like, Edgar's, like, trying to... They're like, oh, it's in the lock, in the trunk, in the trunk. Edgar's trying to listen. He's like, quiet. Edgar can hear animals now? Right? I think they were meowing. Well, no. When uh, when Roquefort yells quiet so you can hear the lock everyone stops oh. yeah including edgar well, i mean some of those cats were like suspended but, in midair but, but I, also, I mean i will say also, if, if, if a mouse he should be disoriented enough by now that he probably isn't capable of speaking clearly yes anyway. and if uh and if a mouse is like trying to open a lock and it like squeaks loudly at you i would, I would, I would stop <laughs> i would be like what the fuck let's reevaluate <laughs> And then they get yeah. back to, like, you know, kicking his ass. Yeah. Um, Those Alex so then, Yeah, so they end up, like, saving the cats and end up sending Edgar off to Timbuktu. Um, and so then we get into, like, sort of the final scene where we see Duchess and her kittens, like, reunited with Madame, who also, like, accepts 
uh, O'Malley, like, into her family. She's like, oh, you guys were, like, really cute together, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's, like, taking pictures of them. And we also learned that she, like, started a foundation for the Alley Cats. Yeah. Um, basically to make sure, like, they're cared for and, like, stuff like really that. Really diving into this cat lady. Yeah. But here's my thing, like, if you see this whole movie from Madame's perspective, I'm like, these like these actions are great, but they don't really make sense for you at this moment. Do you know what also doesn't make sense? Leaving an estate to cats, right? Now. <laughs> well, someone's left an estate to a tree before. Oh, that is fun. And I mean, this is this story is like kind of loosely based off of there was a rich woman that left everything to her cats. Oh yeah, people do that. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, family portrait. Um, mm-hmm. O'Malley. Oh, little O'Malley. With his little bow tie. Um, yeah, they're like, so yeah, cute. this is going to look nice. Um, we need a man around the house uh, also for also maybe future little ones. Um, so you mm. know these cats are going to fuck. Yeah, um, like, well, they're married bone. now. Yeah. So they can. Yeah, and then we see, uh, yeah, they we get to a reprise of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat Again, Fru-Fru singing this time. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch more characters are singing. Which is like, Fru-Fru, you're a horse. <laughs> I mean... But she wants to be a cat. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everybody, not everybody except the horses want to be a cat. That's not the title that's of the song. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah, and then we like get to that reprise, and then we get to almost the end, and we see Napoleon Lafayette again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely unnecessary to the story. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, they're, yeah, and, um, Napoleon's like, oh, the movie's not over, it ends when I say it ends, then goes, like, the the end comes, he's like, okay, the end, and then movie ends. (laughs) Control issues. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, we're gonna talk about, like, composers and musicians real quick. There were so many people involved in the music for this film, um, and all of them are interconnected. Um, Lay it on us. So, there are six different people involved so the music was by george bruns um so he's an american composer for like film and tv um so he did all the like instrumental music for the film um and a lot of that was like he drew from like he has a um, he had a lot of background like working with jazz bands like in the 1940s um and so he incorporated a lot of that like into the music um and especially for um like Thomas O'Malley for a lot of his mm-hmm. music in his scenes. Um, and then also like, he's the one that specifically chose to incorporate like the musette as much as possible within the music to kind of give it that French flavor. Um, so he actually began playing like piano at the age of six. Um, he also graduated from Oregon State University. Um, oh, really we're, we're about yeah. to have a soon to, by when this comes out, one of us will be graduated from Oregon State University with a higher degree. Elisa, not Indeed. myself, because I decided PhD is is something I should do with my life. Indeed, and that was a choice you made. It um, was. So it's he has four Oscar nominations and three Grammy nominations, um, among many other things. He's worked on uh, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, like the 1961 version. I, um, the, that was my favorite Disney movie as a child. Right. Um, the Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book, and Robin Hood. Yeah, like the original Jungle Book, which there's more. Uh, no, I know, my gasp was with uh, Sword in the Stone. Which is uh, one of the best Disney amazing. movies of all time. Um, so the songs were by like 
five different people. So um, I'll go by like different songs. So Everybody Wants to Be a Cat was written by Floyd Huddleston and Al Rinker. So Al Rinker, I don't have a ton of notes on him, but he like um, actually began his career performing like Bing Crosby and eventually formed like the Rhythm Boys trio with like Harry Barris. Oh, um, I know so- the Rhythm Boys trio. Yeah, and so, like, they appeared in, like, um, King of Jazz, like, they did a bunch of different songs together. Um, he, like, wrote the songs, like, Mississippi Mud, I Surrender, Dear, um, Wrapped Your Troubles in Dreams, like, all of those. Um, eventually ended up splitting when, like, Bing Crosby, like, went off to go solo. Um, but he had a hand, like, um, this movie and, and a few others as well. Um, Floyd Huddleston, who co-wrote Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Um, he's a songwriter, screenwriter, and TV producer. So he um, worked with Al Rinker a lot on a bunch of different things. So like together, they co-wrote about like around 800 songs for among many artists um, like Frank Sinatra and Judy Garland. Um, he also uh, he also worked on Robin Hood and wrote the song Love, which was also nominated for an Oscar. Um, and that was actually sung by his wife, oh. uh, I think Nancy Adams or something. Uh, Nancy something, I forget her last name. Um, then the song Thomas O'Malley Cat was written by Terry Gilkeyson. Um, so he's a song, a singer, composer, and lyricist. Um, so do you guys know the song like On Top of Old Smokey? Like uh, on top of them. Yeah. Uh, with, I lost my poor meatball. When blah, somebody blah, blah, sneezed. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um so he was actually the featured vocalist on the like the primary, like the biggest recording <laughs> of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um he also wrote The Bare Necessities for the nineteen sixty seven Jungle Book, um, uh, for which he received an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Um so just so many talented people. Um and then like the main songwriters for the movie were the Sherman brothers. Yeah. Um Robert and Richard Sherman. So they wrote the Aristocats and Scales and Arpeggios. Um, So they have written more motion picture musical song scores than like any other songwriting team in history. Um, So among like Campbell, I tried to get a lot of your favorites. So they've done Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Charlotte's Web, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Jungle Book, both the 1967 and the 2016 version, um, and the 1961 The Parent Trap, um, which one of our uh, voice actors also had a a credit for. Also, um, fun fact, the Sherman Brothers wrote the song it's a small world after all. So you have that them to thank is a... for that psychological torture. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that is, I was about to just like, oh, that is a fun fact. And I was like, you have them to thank. I was like, yeah, with these hands. Um, that's what a, what a, what a song. Um, that, I don't yeah. know. Ugh. So tons that's of different so people cool. involved. And like, and a lot of them, like, that's why I was saying like a lot of the credits are interconnected because Almost all of them have some credit with Robin Hood. Um, a lot of them worked on like the Jungle Book, the Parent Trap. Like a lot of them have. Like, it seems like they like Disney had like a team of artists and just used them for like everything in yeah. the sixties. <laughs> and it also makes sense though because like this was like the last Disney movie that was like quote unquote like approved by like Walt Disney. Walt Disney himself, yeah. Um. So, I I sure it had to be like everyone had to be involved yeah like out of like out of the original i forget how many animators like the original original disney animators i think like six of them were like involved Mm -hmm. like the majority of them were involved for this movie yeah 
Yeah, it's really cool. I, I think this movie is so good. And like, I actually didn't know that it came out in like 1970. But when I look back, like that era of Disney movies, like Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, like all those like 60s and like early 70s movies, like I think so many of them, despite some of their flaws, are still incredibly iconic today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, because when I think about movies like this, I also think, I was like, I can't believe it was made in like 1970. I think when I was younger, I just assumed all of these Disney movies were made in the 80s. Same! Um, or like the 90s. <laughs> or like the yeah. 90s. Because I was like, oh, oh sure. this is like, there's so many commercials for it and stuff like that. Like, it's like, oh, now on VHS, blah, blah, blah. I had blah. it on VHS. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it had to have like, even when I was like eight, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe like a little bit before I was like born or whatever. Um, yeah. No, I fully thought this movie came out in, like, the mid-90s. Yeah, I had no inkling that it was, like, didn't first come out on VHS. Like, when I watched this movie for the first time, that's how old my parents were when it came out. Crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Like, the Um, animation is so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. And, like, the art style of the background. Oh, yeah, the the hand-drawn animations from, like, this time. Beautiful. And, like, it's not only that but it's like a the stylized version of that that's mm-hmm. very like i don't know you know french arts like it's very mm-hmm. like yeah sketchbook is this movie it's a sketchbook mm-hmm. yeah yeah with like a watercolor background yeah okay campbell what are you playing this week um this week we will be performing for our dear dear, dear friend elisa <laughs> scales and arpeggios with oh, raven on it. the violin and myself on the clarinet. Beautiful. So, burp. I cannot wait. Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant-making organization that provides monetary and product support to high-quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. Okay. We did that. That wasn't too bad. Skipped a couple of measures. That's fine. That's fine. I Ain't feel no like one else I... is gonna listen to it except for Elisa. <laughs> I think it I was, was actually beautiful. like moderately on tempo there. Yeah. Well, it helps. I mean, we're just playing eighth notes and quarter notes. It would not play yeah, any you know, it's, variations. It's, it's, it's not a it's not a high bar, but like it, like <laughs> we're really impressed with ourselves. This is a warm up for people. Yeah, this is like this is like great. Yeah, Literally playing scales and arpeggios. That is just yeah. like oh, we could play these well. It's like <laughs> like look at us. <laughs> and it's, it's literally it's literally key of C for me, which is like one of the most basic keys you can. And play. we're playing it slower on my yeah. request. <laughs> Um, do you want to do 13 to 24? Like, end of 24? Okay. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild, those 16th notes, but I'm ready. Okay. One, two, 
1, N, 2, N, 3, N, 4, N. I just didn't play it. No, let's stop. I just, I, uh, there's no way that was happening. I keep on skipping the C sharp for some reason. I really love the part that's like F A C A C. I, I don't know. I really like playing that part. This makes me happy. Um, you want to start at that measured then, and then we'll just go to the end. Start at twenty-three. Cool. Because I will well, not play twenty-two. I've just I'm setting well, boundaries. Twenty-two is just a. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. One, two. One and two and three and four and. Uh. Wanna do that again? Sure. Yeah. Uh, twenty, thirty-two and thirty-three. Um, thirty-two for sure. I will not play correctly. That's okay. It's it's not ain't gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean so that's how I feel about twenty-two. That's, that's fair. I get, I'll give that to you. Um, so we're doing 23 to the end again? Yeah. Okay. One, two, one, and two, and three, and four, and. That had some put that moderate away. success. <laughs> yep. Okay. Thought for the best. That was, I mean... All, I literally was just playing arpeggios. Oh, so and like, scales. Like, literally, that's what this song is. Scales and arpeggios. It's, it is a, uh, it's uh, um, I was going to say, a uh, well-apt name. It's aptly named. Aptly named. It's a well-appropriate title, <laughs> is what I'm saying. That is weird, but I'm going to stand by it. Okay, you do that. So, with all uh, of that considered, with all things considered, <laughs> NPR, Alisa, uh, did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we could give you a well-deserved break working on your master's yes. defense. Yeah, thank you. Um, is there any... Uh, okay, let's just go around. How would you rate this movie on the scale of 1 to 10, mm. Elisa? 9.5 out of 10. 9.5. Raven. Wow. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever rated it above me. I would give it like a 7. I would, I would give it like a 6.5, 7. Yeah. What more I think, do you want? Uh... Not racist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's why I gave it nine and a half. Also, not gonna lie. Can I rescore? I, yeah, you're yeah, like, feel I, free. I, I like to be fair, <laughs> the story is a bit like there's not much of a story. There is no story. There's yeah, not no, much like, of a story. Half of the time is spent it. with these dogs, which <laughs> isn't relevant. It's for the dog only, lovers. Like, three They're like songs. a movie just about cats. That can't be right. And that has been proven by the musical cats. cats. Yeah. Okay, yeah. how about a nine out of ten? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Love the cats. The animation and the oh, art. Oh, that means it's oh, the beautiful. Art is, is like, and the cats puts it to a nice. It's literally me. art in motion. Ugh, good Indeed. one. So, Elisa, is there anything you would like to promote? Um, I got nothing. Got I don't nothing. know. You had nothing to promote? No. Could be anything. Could be the environment. Healthy Living 2021. Yeah. Uh, um. It could getting be a like master's. getting a master's. Um, grad school is stupid. Like it could yeah, be anything. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. Would say. not recommend. <laughs> would not recommend. <laughs> Zero out of ten. This will come out after you get a job with a master's degree as without. Can confirm. Um, I don't know. Be nice to cats. Be 
like stay with your mask stuff. Yeah. Don't pretend COVID is gone. Although it's gonna be by a, the time even this even comes out, even if we're maybe. vaccinated, doesn't oh, mean COVID's be gone. gone. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Stay that's, safe. That's good. But have fun. Stay safe. But don't have say fun. so safe that you're not making yourself Going crazy. miserable. Yeah. Solid. That's good. Healthy living. That's mental my, health. It's great. Yeah. Um, top tip for the day. Yeah, I think so. Campbell. Yes. Where can you find us? See, wait, wait. This is why I love you. Because <laughs> before this, I was like, you know what? We should switch it up. I should say where we're located instead of Raven. But I'm not going to tell her this because I want to be toxic and expect things from her that I don't communicate. However, you're enabling this by reading my fucking mind. Because we're the same goddamn person who established this. Uh, yes. Okay. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. For example, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Indeed. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Fantastic examples. Podbean, a bunch of rain. Honestly, we're like, we're everywhere. So Love especially it. for like, if you listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or things like that, where you have the, and Podbean, where you have the ability to rate, like, or comment, please do, because that really yes. helps us um, like be picked up by other people, like random people, and not just our friends and family, and the lovely, lovely, lovely people who have found us and have liked us and have reached out to us, which has been yes. amazing. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. Um, you can also email us if you have any musical recommendations or cocktail mm -hmm. suggestions. Ooh, email yes, us at boozicals at gmail.com, B-O-Z-I-C-A-L-S at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or follow us on Instagram. Um, so yeah, um, please contact us. Um, but also, there's like, I don't know, support the things we support, education through music, things like that, um, are many ways that you can support us. Are Those are all, this. see, you asked me a very simple question that you always do succinctly where you can found, find mm -hmm. us. Oh, you've been talking for like five minutes. For like five <laughs> minutes, and you should keep all of it in. Um, any lasting, uh, last lasting words was what i was going to say um any uh, lasting yeah, words actually, raven i do actually want, any last um, words before you die naturellement <laughs> <laughs> bye au revoir you have to say goodbye alisa goodbye nice perfect cue the music